Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. Let's open up our Bibles to Proverbs 21 and verse 2 and 3. I know we've already mentioned several requests, but let's let's do remember, hopefully you've been praying for that one that we God put on your heart Wednesday night. And uh, I believe it's paid off. I believe it's paid off based on the spirit that we feel here this morning. You can never go wrong praying. Got about three people that believe me. You can never go wrong by praying. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Proverbs 21 and verse 2. Every way of a man, everybody say is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth his the hearts. Amen. God looks on the heart. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. I want to speak to us today on doing what is right or doing the right thing. Amen. Can we lift up our hands right now? Let's open up our voices one more time as we open up the Word of God. Brother Wasman, would you pray over this remainder of this service? Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. <coughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Turn to your neighbor. Give him a big high five. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, I just feel good here today. I feel good in the house of the Lord. And I'm excited about what has happened already in this service and it's not finished but I there's something in my spirit that I feel that's about to happen tonight something that's going to explode and so let's just be in prayer for that every way of a man is right in his own eyes everybody tell yourself I think I'm right oh boy every man or woman is right in his own eyes you know <clears throat> Nobody likes to be wrong. Everybody wants to be right. I don't like being wrong. And it's a good thing because rarely am I wrong. I'm just picking. I'm just kidding. But that is the attitude that a lot of us take is that uh, I'm not wrong. I'm right. Uh, But really what the Bible is telling us is that the Lord looks on the heart To do what? To do justice. And judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And that word justice literally means rightness. It means righteousness. It means to do what is right. To do what is right and to judge rightly is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And uh, this, this word, this word called righteousness is behavior that is morally justifiable or it is right. And 
First Samuel said, and Samuel said, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. The bad news is that true and perfect righteousness is not possible for man to obtain on his own. That's the bad news. The bad news is, is you can't act right to be right enough in the eyes of God. That's the bad news. I'm sorry. You, I, it doesn't matter how good of a person you are. It doesn't matter how good of a person you, of, that you know out in this world. They can be great people. They can be good people. But it is impossible for man or woman to attain his own righteousness in the eyes of God. The standard is simply too high. It's just simply too high for mankind. But the good news is that the true righteousness is possible. While it is not possible with mankind, it is possible through the cleansing power of Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that is his spirit inside of you, it lives and it breathes inside of you. And when it lives and it breathes inside of you, it gives you the ability to do what is right. It gives you the ability to speak what is pure. It gives you the ability to live a holy and separated life. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. The problem is that people are trying to be good without God. But I'm going to tell you what, there's no good inside of us. This is just, this is just, this is just the flesh and bones and inside of me is a a lot of carnality. But when we get into the presence of the Almighty God, when we have the Holy Ghost living on the inside, there's something that begins to show on the outside. (coughs) Amen. And so we are to pursue righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. We are to pursue what is right. I want to do what is right. I want to do what is right. More than how much I can give financially, I want to do what is right. I want my name to be labeled a man who did what was right. Not, maybe not, not a name that agreed with everybody, but a name that did what was right. Maybe not the most talented speaker, not the most talented musician, not the most talented singer, not the most talented or gifted individual, but someone who did it right. You know that song, I, I, I did it my way. I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it God's way, the right way. It's not about me. It's not about I. It's not about everything I desire. I've got to do it God's way. First Timothy said, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. We are to pursue the things that are right. We are to pursue righteousness. We are to be active partakers in the things that is right. Now we're going to get into some stuff this morning, and, and, and I don't know why God directed me this way. I, I was going to go a completely different direction, but I believe that the church, the body of Christ, needs to hear what God wants to say to us. We are to be Christians. Yeah. 
Now, when you have a label Christian on you, you are held to a different standard. I'm not talking about just people that stand behind this pulpit. People that hold this mic and preach behind this pulpit are held at even a higher standard. But if you are a Christian, you are held at a high standard. And you are to pursue and to follow after righteousness. Isaiah 1 said, learn to do well. We need to learn what is right. We need to learn what is wrong. I don't know if you remember or not, but I preached the, I taught or preached a message not too long ago that everything I learned about right and wrong, I learned in kindergarten. Everything. There's nothing you don't learn in kindergarten that doesn't apply to your, your, your life right now. It's so basic, so simple, but we are to pursue the things that are right. And the reality is, as I'm speaking to people, most of you, if not all of you, know what is right. Most of you, if not all of you, know what is right and what is wrong. Not that you are perfect, not that there's not something you could learn that you could do better, because we all are learning. We can all do better. We can all be a little bit more refined. We can all be a little bit more smooth. But I'm speaking in large part to adults that know what is right. You know what it means to serve God. You, you know what it means to be Christ-like. You know what it means to, to be separated. You know what it means to be acceptable unto the Lord and bring in your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is just our reasonable service. If I gave you the mic, you could probably tell me what it means to be a Christian. Don't look at me like that. I'm not going to give you a mic. Not because I don't want to, but I guarantee you, Sister Jennifer doesn't want this mic. I, I mean, just the other week, I pulled her up here, gave her a pillow, and she about freaked out on me. I had to hit her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of our guests are like, where are we at? <laughs> I assure you, it was just in, uh, in, in don't, don't shake your head now. <laughs> don't lie. But we are to pursue what is right. And in large part, we know what is right. Because doing right is not an option in the Christian life. It's just simply not an option. It is not an option to do right. If you are a Christian, if you are going to be called a Christian, if you are going to be called one of his, if you are a child of God, it is not an option to do right. You must do right. And when you don't do right, you are in sin. Or I are in sin. We must do what is right. In fact, one of the most dangerous and perhaps <coughs> convicting scriptures in the Bible to those who have served God for any length of all, at any length at all, the most convicting scriptures in the Bible for those who are filled with the Holy Ghost or who, who have served God for a length of time or who has even been born into the church, this is the most convicting scripture in the Bible. You ready? James four seventeen. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and then do it not to him or her, it is sin. Now, I'm speaking to a lot of people that know to do what is right and what is wrong. 
And I'm, and I'm one of them. And so for us to know to do good and to do it not, it is sin. Now let me ask you a question. Why, what is it in your life that you know you should do, but you don't do? We can point at all the sinners all we want to. We can point and say, look at how they're drinking or how they're dressing or how they're talking or, or where they're going. But what I'm talking about is people here in the church. What are you talking that you know you shouldn't talk like? Where are you going where you know you shouldn't go? What are you doing that you know you shouldn't do? What are you not doing that you know you should do? To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him that knoweth to pray every day and do it not it is sin. To him that knows to read your Bible every day, but you do it not, it's sin. To him that knows to dress holy and to live holy, to talk holy, to do the things that are holy and separated unto God. To them that knoweth not to live like this world, neither to be like this world, it is sin. Help me, God. Help me, Lord. It is not an option to do right, but if you are a Christian, it is your responsibility to do what is right. Now, I'm going to be the first to tell you doing what is right is not always easy. Huh. In fact, doing what is right is oftentimes very difficult. Doing what is right has a lot of repercussions a lot of the times. Doing what is right means that perhaps I lose out on something. <coughs> doing what is right means you may lose some money from time to time. Now, we all have been there where you could have taken that thing at the grocery store because they didn't scan it, and you know they didn't scan it, and you know well, you could have just gotten your car and they would have never said anything to you, but you did what was right, and you got back yourself back into the grocery store and said, hey, you didn't scan this. Uh, will you scan it for me? But it's only a $2 water. I don't care if it's $200 or $2. It is what is right. I don't know about you, but I've got to go to bed at night and I've got to know that I can lay my head down knowing that God may take my life and that I'm going to make it to heaven and I'm not going to let some $2 water bottle that I chose not to pay for get me to hell. I've got to do what is right. Sometimes it's a lot easier to lie about something or not to tell the whole truth about something. It's a lot easier just to kind of just fudge the truth a little bit. It makes life a lot easier. It makes situations a lot easier. Sometimes it avoids confrontation. Sometimes it avoids uh, exposing some of the things that you've done. But when you do what is right and what is honest, then God says, I can honor that person. I can give them favor. I can give them blessing. I can trust them in the small things. And so I'm going to trust them in the big things. What is right? I want to do what is right. It's not like doing right is a luxury enjoyed only by the super righteous or the preachers or the teachers or those on the leadership team, but it is your and my responsibility to do what is right. And we are to pursue it. We ought to ask God, what is the right thing to do here? Not what what seems right in my eyes. But Lord, look upon the heart and I want you to see what is right and what is wrong. And what, what Proverbs in the scripture, if you read Proverbs at all, and I know you have, you understand that it is filled, it's focused so heavily on wisdom. 
And so we have to pray, God, show me what is right in this situation. God, show me what is, how I should respond. God, show me what I should do. <coughs> Doing the right thing is not good enough if we do it for the wrong reason. Let's go to Matthew 6 and 1. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Jesus is not saying keep your Christianity secret. Be inactive as a believer and don't give. He's not saying that. But what God is saying here is don't do what you do just to be seen of men. Don't pretend to be someone you're not. Do what you do out of a pure heart with a pure motive. Now, I don't know about you, but this is how I operate. When I make a commitment, like for Move the Mission, I've made a, a, a commitment in which I do not have. But I guarantee you that whatever happens, I'm going to give and I'm going to activate and give on that commitment. Because I'm not going to raise my hand in a group of brethren and say, oh, here's what, here's what I'm going to do, look at me, and then not do it. I'm not going to write it on a piece of paper and then not make every effort to make it happen. I may have to sell some things. I may have to give up some things. There may be some things that I enjoy that I'm no longer going to be able to enjoy. But come hell or high water, if you will, I am going to do what I've committed unto the Lord. Because I didn't commit to the church. I didn't commit to Brother Caldwell. I didn't commit to Pastor Sand. I committed to God. And what is right is to do what I've committed to do. When we commit that we're going to be somewhere, we need to be somewhere. When we commit that we're going to do something, we need to do it. And if we're not able to do it, we need to commit that we'll communicate in well enough time to prepare so that it can be right, done right, the way we were going to do it. Talking about doing what is right. It's not always easy, but it's what's right. He said, don't do it to be seen. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. You see, we, I, I believe so wholeheartedly in pre-service prayer. I do. I believe so wholeheartedly that we get together in pre-service prayer and that we not just uh, sit, but that we open up our mouths and pray in prayer. And I give honor to those who come early and, and pray in pre-service prayer. I wholeheartedly believe in our Monday night prayer meetings where we gather together and we pray as a church. And I honor those who have faithfully come. Say what you want to, but those who have come have come faithfully time and time again. And I thank them for that. There's some that have missed a few of them, but for the most part, they've been there. I give honor to them. I thank you for that. But can I tell you that we don't do it, if we're just doing it when it's done in public, we're doing it for the wrong reason. But the reality is what is right is that we find a secret place in our home, in our home closet, whatever that is. We need to find a place where nobody else is around and we begin to speak and cry out to God because that is what is right. I'm not doing it just so that people can see me pace or somebody can see me be boisterous or they can see how good or how good I pray. No, I'm doing it to edify the kingdom of God. I'm doing it to edify my soul. I'm doing it to touch the throne of heaven. 
a word to describe the Pharisees is pretension. What is pretension? It is pretentious people are those who think of themselves as more impressive, successful, or important than they really are. Pretension is a desire to do something or claim to do something that is impressive or important, but then you don't do it at all. Mm. I'll do this for the church. I'll whatever you fill in the blank. Then nowhere to be found. I want to do what is right. I got to do what is right. Verse 2, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the street streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Jesus often referred to the Pharisees as being hypocrites. What is a hypocrite? The original word referred to someone who wore a mask and who acting in a play. A hypocrite is an actor, an imposer, a pretender. That is a hypocrite. Verse 3, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and that thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward openly. I know it's talking about alms, it's talking about physical things, but this principle remains in all things. <clears throat> not just in money. I know a lot of people, now we're going to talk about money in just a minute because that's just what God's asked me to do and I'm going to do it because that's what God wants me to do. But I know a lot of people, they want to give in secret and I'm, I'm for that. I'm all right with that. They want to give. They don't want anybody to know what they've given because this is between them and God and that's okay. But when it comes to other things, I want my name to be mentioned behind the pulpit. What? Hmm. You know, we would never say that. We would never say, I want my name to be mentioned. But then when our name is not mentioned, we're thinking, but they were. What about me? Ah, you see, it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. It's a different approach, but it's the same spirit. I don't care what mention I get. I don't care that I'm posted on social media. It doesn't matter if my name is mentioned or not. What matters is that I do what is right and what is pleasing unto God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Doing what is right in secret is more defining than what is done in the open. <clears throat> but I will tell you this, that many times what is done in secret is seen in public. That's scripture. He will reward us openly. What we do in the prayer closet is really what happens in the altars. Never let me become so focused on preparation of my notes than I am on my spirit. Never let me be so focused on preparation of my own finances that I am my own spirit. Never let me become so focused on my own dealings and my own life and what I'm going to do and the vacations I'm going to take and the things I'm going to buy that I am my own spirit. But I've got to do what is right. And what is right is that I put first God and the things of God. Amen. Let's lift up our hands right now and love him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing. We must do the right thing when it comes to our finances. 
I said we must do the right thing when it comes to our finances. This means giving of our tithe. I don't want your money. Don't need it. God will provide whatever he needs to provide. I still work a full-time job, and that's right, but eventually one day I will not. But when I, when I say I don't need it, I don't need it in the sense of i got to have it. No. No. God's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of this church. He's going to take care of you. Those that, that make, put him first, God's going to take care of you. This battle is not mine. It is the Lord's. First of all, this is not my church. This is God's church. Amen? This is God's church. Malachi 3, will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have, you, have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Yeah. In tithes and offerings, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now wherewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be enough room to receive it. I was talking with someone in this room, actually, just the other day, uh, about, about this very point. When you give of your first fruits, you open up the windows of God to bless you. Now, I know I'm talking to a lot of blessed people. As I look around this audience, I see a lot of blessed people. You are hearing from a very blessed person. We are blessed beyond measure. So blessed. But can I tell you, God has more for us. Now, not to enlarge our barns or enlarge our homes or enlarge our vehicles or enlarge our, the luxury of our clothes or our bank accounts, but I believe God is desiring to create aqueducts to give and to fund the kingdom of God. I believe that with all of my heart. There is going to be a few there's going to be some that will say, I will give whatever you ask of me to give. And God will bless you to give those things because you don't do it out of a desire that you may hoard the things of God, but you do it out of a desire to give unto the things of God. And I believe those people who are the aqueducts to bless the kingdom of God, you also will be the ones driving the newest vehicles. You also will be the ones in the newest homes. Why does that? Why did? Because that is the law of the harvest. God is going to bless you because you bless Him. Now I realize that there are some here. You've driven. You've had the worst of the worst. You've driven in the worst type of cars. Uh, you've driven in those A to B kind of cars. You've you've done it and you sacrificed. But I don't believe that it is just the will of God that, and I'm not a prosperity preacher, don't get me wrong today, but I don't believe that it's just the will of God that every saint of the Lord live in some homeless shack or drive the most beat up vehicle the rest of your life. Now there may be seasons where we do. And there may be seasons where we have to. But I don't believe that we have to just 
It's not about just give, 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 and God not bless. But I believe when we give, it's not just what I believe. It's the word of God. It's the harvest that when we will sow into the kingdom of God, God will open upon us blessings that we cannot even contain. Amen. We must give first of our tithe. This concept of tithe is established. I won't go through all scripture this morning because of time, but Genesis 28, we read that, that he says, give me, I surely will give the tenth unto thee. This principle of tenth, the tenth part of your first fruits, Leviticus 27, and all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, it is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Proverbs 3, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase now a man a mighty man of God we lost this past week Johnny James phenomenal minister phenomenal preacher considered the walking bible he would use he said I was listening to one of his messages and he said they said, Brother James, why, why do you use so many scriptures in your, in your sermons? He said, because if the sermon falls flat, they at least can say that they didn't get any word. He said, I may do a horrible job, but they still went home with word. Amen. And so I use a whole lot of scripture because the word of God is what's sharper than two, any two-edged sword. <coughs> but... Someone had said to him, uh, Brother Johnny James, uh, God has blessed you so much with this great memory that you can memorize Scripture. And they said, he said, no, that is not a gift. He said, I have worked to memorize the Scripture. He said, for I can't remember how many years, he said, for X amount of years, I have tithed on my time every day. He said, I give at least at least two hours, and I think it'd be 40 minutes, right? At least two hours and 40 minutes to the things of God. I tithe on my day. My first fruits are in the Word of God. My first fruits is prayer before the Word of the Lord of God. At least two hours and 40 minutes, sometimes much more than that. I've come to tell you, church, when we will put God first, He will pour upon us a blessing that we cannot contain. I've said it time and time again. I wish I could memorize Scripture the way this person memorized Scripture. They've got a great memory, and I believe there are those that have a better memory than others. But according to Brother Johnny James, and I believe that if I spent two hours and 40 minutes reading the Word of God every single day, I believe if you did that, we could too memorize Scripture the way he memorized Scripture. It's all about desire. Two hours and 40 minutes reading the Word of God every day. That's next level, Brother Caldwell. That's next level. But it is the law of harvest. So many times we just refer to first fruits as our money. But our first fruits is also our effort, our energy, our time. I am so, so... Guilty of giving God leftovers. I give my job the first. I give the things I have enjoyed the first, but I give God the leftovers. That is not the will of God. 
We need to give God our very best. And not just on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, but we need to give God our best every single day. All right, I'm going to move on quickly. How we act matters. Matthew 5 and 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. How we act as a Christian, it matters, it matters, it matters. Our attitude matters. Our faithfulness to the house of God matters. Now, I have a hard time believing that we have the title of Christian and we can't be faithful to the house of God. Those things just don't mix. That, that, that's a hypocrite. That's someone saying, oh, I'm a Christian, but then I can't be in the house of God. No. I'm, I'm a Christian and I get to be in the house of God. How we respond to situations matters. we got to do what is right. When we have an alt against our brother or our sister, somebody makes you upset, gets mad, rubs you the wrong way, how we respond matters. You can respond like the world all we want to, but if you are a Christian, you're going to do what is right. Romans 16, 17, Now I beseech you there, brethren, Mark them which cause divisions and offenses and contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Can I tell you, God takes a strong stance against division. When we go around talking about our brother or sister negatively, or we lie against our brother or our sister, it is division. And it has no place in the body of Christ. In fact, the word says to mark them and then to avoid them. Don't be someone that causes division. First Corinthians, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak all, all the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Now, in case we have forgotten, this is a hospital. Look around you. Everybody just look around. We are around imperfect people. Everybody in here is imperfect. Everybody in this house is in need of God. There is not one perfect person in here. And while you may not struggle with the things that the person across the aisle, you, uh, you don't struggle with the thing they struggle with, you probably don't struggle with, you probably struggle with something completely different that they don't struggle with. And just because yours is not visible doesn't mean that it's not serious. Oh, my God. Mm. There are some things that are deep down in our heart that we can, we can kind of put a facade on, we can kind of hide, but... Oh, man, it does not mean that God doesn't need to still work on us. And the reality is, is that you'll know them by the fruit that they bear. You may think that it's hidden, but really it's not as high hid as you think. But we ought to be peacemakers. Matthew 5 and 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Brother Wasman, as you come today, we ought to do what is right. In the church, we got to do what is right in our family. I believe it is wrong to neglect your family. I believe we put God first. 
But I don't believe God expects us to neglect our family. In fact, I think Scripture speaks contrary to that. Amen? Praise God. We got to do what is right in our relationships. We got to do what is right in our finances. We got to do what is right in our own minds. And we got to do what is right in our business. Leviticus 19 You shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. It is so vitally important that in our business dealings that we can say, I did it right. I did it right. Let's all stand if you would. I want to do not what is easy, not what I think is good in my own eyes, but I want to do what is right in the will of God. Proverbs 22 and 1, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. I want a good name. I want a good name. I don't want to owe anybody anything that, I, that I've committed to repay. I don't want to offend. I don't want to hurt anybody deliberately. And I pray, God, if I've hurt, if I've offended, if I've said anything against someone that has hurt them without me knowing, God, help me to realize it so I can go to them and apologize. I've got to do what is right. I've got to be able to approach the throne of God without fear of sin in my life you see when we really approach the things of God and we really have a desire to do things the right way we can come boldly into the throne of God we can boldly come into the throne of God we don't have to come with our heads head down and our eyes closed and kind of fearful and afraid So many times it's because we are not doing things the right way that we are fearful and afraid. But I believe that if we will ask God to forgive us, God, purify my heart. Purify my mind. Forgive me of those things that I've done wrong. Forgive me of those actions that I know was wrong. And they were sin unto me because I knew better. I knew better. And I did them anyway. And I pray, God, forgive me for those things. And you know what? The God that is full of mercy, the God that is full of grace, He's here in this building right now. He wants to give us the ability to go into the throne room boldly and to proclaim and to get victory and to have deliverance. But before we can march forward in victory and deliverance, we've got to purify ourselves. We've got to purify our hearts. We've got to purify our minds. We need to purify our motives. Hallelujah. Can we all come forward right now and let's begin to pray? Find somewhere to pray right now, lifting up your voice, lifting up your hands, and praying unto the Lord right now. God, I want to do what is right. <coughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. 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 Jes
생애 